it was new territory for us to be outside and have to figure it out. So it did give us more space to say, you know, no one is an expert here. And we really learned what the other person's strengths and weaknesses were. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Out and Back podcast presented by Gaia GPS. I'm Shanti, and this is episode 25. Glad you're here for it. Guess we'll start off by saying a happy early Valentine's Day for you all. And uh, like we said in the last episode, instead of sending you guys flowers and chocolates and those little antacid heart-shaped tablets that say, kiss me on them, figured we'd do a, a special story-style episode for the Out and Back podcast. So for this episode, if you may remember my co-host, Abby Levine, she and I for this episode are going to be telling you a love story. A love story that focuses on two people, a husband and wife, the Staples family, Sonia Staples and her husband, Nakoda. What we're going to hear from them in today's episode is about how after 10 years of marriage, they were dealing with some really, really hard times. But ultimately, their marriage was saved and rekindled by spending time outdoors. So settle in, pour yourself a glass of wine, cuddle up with your sweetheart, and enjoy today's episode. One last real quick thing before we get started. If you forgot to get your significant other a Valentine's Day present, don't worry, don't panic. Everything's going to be fine. I have the perfect last-minute gift idea for you. It's the gift of adventure. More specifically, I'm talking about getting your sweetheart a Gaia GPS Premium Membership. With a Gaia GPS Premium Membership, you can plan routes on the web, you can search for that perfect hike, and once you actually get out on the hike, you have the best maps available at your disposal so that you and your sweetheart can have a fun, enjoyable day out in the backcountry. So Shanty's official formal recommendation for a last-minute gift for your sweetheart get them a Gaia GPS premium membership. And right now you can do that by going to www.gaiagps.com slash podcast. And there you can get up to a 50% discount on a Gaia GPS premium membership. They'll love you for it. And you'll be so proud of yourself for getting that gift. All right, I'm heading out. Abby taking over. Let's hear the story of Sonia and Dakota. A few months ago, we received a message on Instagram from Sonia and Nakota Staples. The couple claimed that camping and overlanding had saved their failing marriage. Obviously, we had to know more. Meet Nakota and Sonia Staples. Nakota Staples, uh, I am the man when it comes to Staples and Tents, uh, also known as the pack mule, also known as the driver and mechanic and cook. And whatever she wants me to be, I got to do it. He calls himself Pat Mule, but he's the driver and he does all the heavy lifting. And he's he's also the more adventurous one. So he's the one that pushes us a little further. Whereas me, I'm more the planner. And I say planner loosely because Nakota and I really don't plan a lot. That's my babe, Sonia Staples, a.k.a. The Navigator, a.k.a. The Chef. Sonia and Nakota met over 20 years ago at North Carolina A&T State University, a historically black college in Greensboro, North Carolina. I was new to the physics department, and one day I came downstairs, and uh, our dean was bringing in this young lady, and I didn't think anything of her. I was probably seven years older than her, so she looked like a kid, and I'm like, Oh, okay, well, hey, welcome to the department, and I'm Nakota, and, you know, I'll see you upstairs in the physics uh, break lounge, and we'll go from there. 
And we started out really chill as friends. I won't say that it wasn't love at first sight. We were definitely attracted to each other, but we just didn't feel like we were a good match. And to be perfectly honest, we were both in, in relationships at the time. So, so we let that play out and we became friends. So we were friends first. We're seven years apart, you know. To him, I was a little kid. You know, I'm 18 years old, straight out of my parents' house. And to me, he was a dirty old man with too much history. <laughs> Nakota was previously married and he had two girls at the time. So we were in the physics department. We were both physics majors. He was older. Like I said, he went to the military first um, and then decided to come to college. But a junior, my freshman year, but he was taking calculus two or three, I can't remember, and then chemistry, but I actually tutored him in chemistry because I took AP chemistry in high school. I was like, oh, I know this stuff. I can help you with it. So that's probably how the relationship even developed more is because we worked together so closely being physics majors. And then um, I was, it sounds so conceited to say it, but I was smarter than he was. So I was able to help him with his work. Before they knew it, Sonia and Nakota were spending a lot of time together outside, and they weren't even realizing it. We would take all of our books, whatever we were studying, and we would go out to like little parks in the, in the downtown. Duke Botanical Gardens was a major plush place to be. And I grew up in a more, more of a suburban environment. So the outdoors was definitely not something high on my list of what I, how I would define myself. But when I look back at all these pictures, we spent a lot of time outside going to the parks. We would go to a park and just study, you know, just lay out a blanket, have a little picnic and study. Physics may have brought Sonia and Nakota into the same orbit, but chemistry was really what brought them together. One night we all went to see a movie. And after we saw that movie, I think we started really looking at each other differently. Probably right around the, coming back from uh, fall break, starting spring semester, I saw her across campus one day, and it was like the sun was shining. And I was like, that's my woman. Nakota is super honest. And it's actually one of the things that I like most about him, but it's probably one of the things that I like least about him, too. <laughs> but, you know, he's one of those people you always know exactly where he stands, and he, he tells you how he's feeling. So um, that was really refreshing. And, you know, being 18, he was a little more older, you know, a little more mature. And he just kind of showed me the ropes. He taught me everything about wine. He taught me everything about beer. <laughs> to make sure that I didn't, like, get introduced to the, the like, cheap stuff that, you know, normal 18-year-olds <laughs> drink. When I met him, he, he had this. Um, refinedness to him. Like everything about him is, is, is fancy. <laughs> so I love that about him. Sonia has this kind of natural bounciness to her. And she always brings a really, really cool spirit. She's always just real chill, real happy. And she made me smile. It was like uh, a little bit of sunlight every time I came around. And, you know, I was a little gruff when I was in college and a little overly focused, overly analytical. We were very open and honest, and it was just really easy to talk to her. Uh, there's a lot of trust built in with 
being open to each other. You know, she she likes lighter conversations, and there's a lot of things that I just didn't really spend time thinking about that she would bring into it from a completely different perspective. We just ended up spending more and more time together. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I do kind of like you. <laughs> maybe you're more than just my friend. Sonia and Nakoda got together and dated for the rest of their time at A&T. Nakoda graduated first and took a job in upstate New York. Sonia came out over the summer to intern at the same company. They found themselves spending a lot of quality time together outside. Upstate New York is beautiful. Um, in the weekends, there, there wasn't really much to do as far as going to, at least where in Corning, where um, he lived, as far as going to museums and things. So we would go to Watkins Glen, you know, and hike the gorge. We would um, go to wineries on Finger Lakes in New York or go to Ithaca and go hiking. We were always outdoors doing these things. But again, and I think part of it is just culturally, Black people, that's not something that we, how we define ourselves. We don't define ourselves as campers or outdoorsy people or hikers or things like that, you know. Um, But when I reflected back, there was definitely always this outdoor element in our relationship. We went camping once. There was another couple Yolanda and Kintu, which we were so in awe by them because we had never met other Black people that liked to camp. (laughs) Nakota's daughter was with us. They invited us to go camping. And we had a good time. You know, we bought a a Coleman tent from Walmart and we had an air mattress, super simple set up, blankets from the house. And we had a really good time, but it was nothing that we wanted to go back and do again. Nakota moved to Atlanta and Sonia graduated from college. The couple decided to celebrate with their first international trip together to Jamaica. Nakota had a special surprise planned, but right from the start, the plans went off the rails. We get to Jamaica and we're on this resort, which we're completely not resort people because of this experience, but um, we're on this resort and everything is nice, but the people are so rude. I hate to say it, but Americans were some of the rudest people ever. We we treated the local Jamaicans like crap. Not we, not Nakota and I, but other Americans. It left a very sour taste in our mouth. And I think this really changed us as a couple because this was our first vacation. The resort was a huge disappointment. So Sonia and Nakota went outside of the box, quite literally, to make the best of the trip. Um, we were doing a uh, all-inclusive and we had this horrible experience. And the next day we wake up, we talked to um, one of the staff, she was cleaning the room and we told her what we experienced. And she immediately started treating us like family. I mean, like we were cousins that happened to be in town and she was like, I'm gonna take care of y'all. Anything y'all want, anything y'all want, I'm gonna let the rest of the staff know, y'all gonna have a great time. And sure enough, um, that's exactly how it went. Um, we were able to start this experience of seeing Jamaica through the eyes of Jamaicans and not as tourists. And we linked up with um, a cousin, I don't know, but he went and um, hired a car for us. And (laughs) so he brings brings everything necessary for you to have an awesome experience. (laughs) And we we go down to this... um, Fisherman's Village, 
And I'll never forget it. We see this butt naked dude on the beach with a fish in his hand and he's cleaning it and nobody's saying nothing. And I'm like, this is what paradise really looks like. So we ended up at this beautiful botanical garden um, that was locally owned. And there was a, a river that flowed through the garden. I mean, it was beautiful. They had like a, a, an albino peacock, like a white peacock. It was gorgeous. And we go up to the front. We tell her, hey, we want to go out to the falls. And she's like, hey, do you want some mosquito repellent? And we're like, not really. So we walk out a little bit, and these mosquitoes are tearing our butts up. I mean, left and right. So we run back, and we're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to take as much as you can get on us. And we do. But you hike up alongside the river, and then you get to the top of the river, and there's this beautiful waterfall, and you can go swimming. We were skinny dipping. <laughs> Because we were the only people there. I don't know if she told you. We skinny did it. Nakota's the adventurous one. I'm the scary one. As we're getting out of the water from the swim, I'm trying to get Nakota to extend his hand so he can help me out. And he says, if you let him tell the story, I was being super nosy while he was in the bag trying to get the ring. Because once I came out of the water, he wanted to be able to come down on one knee and propose. But it didn't go that way because I'm like, no, you need to hold my hand to help me out of this water. You know, even telling that story, I laugh because even now I, I tell anybody I'll go anywhere. I'll do anything if Nakota just holds my hand, you know, because there's this comforting, there, there's this real comfort about him being there and just grabbing my hand. I go, I get the ring out, and I try to pull it around to say, hey, will you marry me? And I can't remember what goofiness that came out of my face. Um, but, you know, I asked for her hand. She's, like, laughing, and, you know, it's a great moment. Because we went swimming, all of our insect repellent that we put on at the beginning of our hike washed off, and we tried to take these cute pictures on the way back, and we got chased out um, by mosquitoes. They came out viciously looking for blood. It's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, engagement's over, no photos, let's get out. Sonia and Nakota thought they wanted an all-inclusive resort experience. But what they really needed was an adventure off the beaten path with an engagement ring and mosquito bites as souvenirs. That experience would be a harbinger of things to come. Sonia said yes, to Nakota's proposal, that is. And in 2003, they got married. They settled into city life in downtown Atlanta. Picnics, hikes, and botanical garden walks were replaced by the cultural attractions at their fingertips. Well, for the most part, Sonia had a few other plans. If you go to the star in Atlanta, like on a map, you know, like old school map, it has a star in the middle of the city. If you go to that star, that's where we live. We're like legit smack dab in the middle of the city. And even after we got married, my best friend, um, she's Glant Point on Instagram, but she's Teresa to me. <laughs> We've been friends since we were nine years old. Probably around 30, she started going camping because she wanted an inexpensive way to go out and just take a break and relax. So I would go with her periodically, but Nakota never, Nakota never went. Um, I say he never wanted to go. He says he was never invited. Somewhere in the middle, there's the truth. 
you know, I think I was on the city circuit and we live in downtown Atlanta or Midtown, one of the two. And um, for me, it was a, I'm into art. Um, I love uh, collecting black art. Uh, we have a pretty good collection going and I could go out and do that. Poetry, hip hop sets. That's what I'm doing. So you want to go camping with your girls? Deuces. Have a great time. Let me know all about it. <laughs> you know, it's just, didn't have a strong connection to nature at that point. Uh, I had a stronger connection to the city and the violence, you know, just young. Had a lot of crazy friends, frat brothers that I could go and play in the city with. And that was all I needed. Nakota loved city life. And sometimes Sonia joined her best friend, Teresa, a.k.a. Glamp Queen, on camping trips. But for the most part, the couple stuck to their city routine. There was a problem, though. The routine was, well, too route. As the honeymoon phase of marriage faded, some underlying cracks in their relationship started to surface. A uh, complete lack of communication. We just got to the point where we weren't seeing each other. And it was uh, a slow grow. You know, I think it was always there. Uh, you know, you look back over the years and you think, oh, no, we, that was a behavior from early in our relationship. You know, it just wasn't recognized until years later. So, you know, a lot of times when people uh, think of marriage, they think about it from the date that a person gets married and the relationship sort of starts there. I kind of held things in, became a little passive aggressive and, you know, next thing you know, I'm doing things passive aggressively that's making Dakota upset. And we're just really feeding each other in a negative way. Bad habits of communication or the bad habits that you have from your childhood, your social experience, all of these things factor into it. And I think we both, everyone has their idea of what they think marriage is. And you bring that idea to the table. And you don't recognize that it's just an idea. It's like a theory. And you theorize that you're going to be this more perfect version of yourself. And like I said, it was either we're going to work to resolve these issues or we're not going to be together anymore. Sonia and Dakota possessed both the self-awareness to recognize their individual and collective shortcomings and also a desire to make their relationship work. Almost 10 years into their marriage, they started to go see a marriage counselor named Carol. So we started counseling about 2012. And I would say in general, what we discovered through counseling, um, every other issue, the like arguing, bickering, bickering or whatever, it was a side effect. Um, but our real problem, it was just a lack of communication. And there might be hurts from your childhood that have been internalized in a way that you're not able to even understand. It's just a part of who you are. And... All it really needs is an opportunity to breathe and heal. And a marriage counselor, if they're good, um, I think that it's beneficial to meet together and separate uh, so that there is this individual uh, dialogue that you can have and process with a counselor that you wouldn't otherwise do with a person. A few months into counseling and things were still pretty rough. So Carol gave the staples some homework say yes to each other. The timing could not have been better for Sonia. I think the timing was just really good because I suggested camping and our marriage counselor suggested to us to say yes. So he was like, well, damn, I guess I got to say yes. <laughs> so um, 
because we were in this this bad place and he was saying yes to me, he said yes to camping. A group of friends were going camping in Charleston, South Carolina. And when Sonia suggested they join, Nakota had little choice but to say yes. And that is what led up to her asking for me to go on this camping trip, to which I was, uh, the answer was no. <laughs> and then the little Carolyn jumped up on my shoulder and was like, you're supposed to be saying yes. And I was like, fine. And when we, when we go, it's a horrible night. It's raining. I'm in my brand new 650 uh, Beamer, and we got all of this camping gear that she had borrowed from her bestie, Teresa, uh, a.k.a. Glamp Queen. And we go out, and I'm miserable. Nakota was like, yeah, Sonia, I'm not feeling this. This is just weird. It's so windy. It's raining. We, we were still driving um, small cars. Um, I had a, a Z4 BMW, and Nakota had a bigger car, which is a 650 BMW, but it rained terribly that weekend. And he's having to drive his car through the mud and pack it full of all this camping gear. So it started off for him really poorly. He's like, you got me out here in the woods. You got my car getting dirty. It's full of all this crap. It's raining. You know, it's muddy. It's windy. It, it's just all these things that I don't like. And I'm not happy. Well, it looked like Nakota might be right. His prized possession was filthy. He was wet, cold, and unhappy. Camping, it seemed, was not for him. What kind of advice was saying yes? So, first night, I'm in full Mitch mode and whining and complaining about all of these different aspects of why I shouldn't be here. And she has this moment where she comes over to me and she's like, look, um, there's nothing we can do about the rain. There's nothing we can do about the mud, your car, or um, how cold it is. You know, uh, but you can choose to be happy. You can choose to have a good time um, and try to make the most of it. And I woke up the next day and I made a choice to be happy. And I had a wonderful time. Nakota saw the light that weekend. Quite literally. It stopped raining after their first night out, and Sonia insisted that they build a campfire. Once again, Nakota was skeptical. But as the night unfolded, the group drank beer, told stories, and laughed around the crackling flames. And it doesn't take long for individuals sitting in front of a fire uh, to be connected to this eternalness of our existence. And through sitting around campfires, they're major discussions that are held, uh, laughter, grief. We process all of our emotions and all of our experiences from that day by campfire. And, you know, for all of us to be around that first campfire and to have just went to that so casually, so naturally, um, and then the, the peaceful silence of just listening to the wood uh, crackle. After the campfire, I knew that this was a huge piece of my life that was missing. Sonia and Nakota drove home from Charleston with a new perspective. I, I could not begin to help y'all to understand just how that moment of recognizing that 
when you're looking at a glass that's half empty or full, uh, you can choose which side that you want to stand on. And so we decided to continue working through all of our issues. The Staples immediately recognized the transformative effect that getting outside had on their relationship. So they wasted no time making camping a core part of their lives. In fact, they made some purchases on the way back into town right after that first trip. Because we had also borrowed um, my best friend, Glant Queen's tent and her camp stove. On the way back to Atlanta, we purchased our own tent off Craigslist. Um, and he was looking for a truck so he wouldn't have to drive his car out in the woods anymore. And the rest was kind of history. After that, we probably went camping every four to six weeks. Camping and connecting with nature provided just the prescription Sonia and Nakoda needed. For one thing, it let Nakoda connect with his roots. I'm a free-range kid. You know, uh, I grew up in Horse Pasture, Virginia, and ain't but two things there, horses and pastures. That's his little joke. And it's right outside of Martinsville, not too far from Greensboro, but it, it really is rural Virginia. And growing up, he was very outdoorsy. Like, he would go get lost in the woods hiking through creeks and I'm like your parents let you do that because growing up in the suburbs you know I could go to the neighbor's house across the street but <laughs> I wasn't going too far so I think um being being in um Wadmala, South Carolina it was rural he was able to explore and just hang out and I think it really connected him to his childhood in a way that he hadn't experienced in a really long time Camping on the southeast, uh, if you've been here long enough, you know that it doesn't have the majesty of out west. And, you know, growing up as a free-range kid, you know, my experiences of the world really came through my imagination and through, believe it or not, reading encyclopedias, uh, PDFs, uh, National Geographic magazines. In addition to the intrinsic healing properties of being in nature, camping also broke up the staple stale routine. Suddenly, their prescribed roles were thrown out the car window, and they had to start fresh. That blank slate allowed each of them to subsume roles they enjoyed and excelled at. And even more importantly, the novelty of this new outdoor regime allowed them to recognize and appreciate their spouse's strengths and hard work. And after the weekend, it was like, okay, we really work well together camping and just naturally um we have our jobs again Dakota's the Dakota's the pack mule and he does all the heavy lifting and I do the planning so he recognized really easily he calls me the tent master that Sonia knows how to set up the tent I need to step back and take direction from Sonia which is very it, at the time it was very different from our day-to-day -day lifestyle because Nakota is definitely me, the leader, and um, he didn't necessarily take direction well from me at the time. So I was like, this is really nice that he's seeing that this is where my strength is and he's willing to fall back. It was new territory for us to be outside and have to figure it out. So it did give us more space to say, you know, no one is an expert here. And we really learned what the other person's strengths and weaknesses were. Whereas at home, at home you have the 
burden of being at home. There's always something to do. There's always dishes to wash, laundry to do, clothes to fold, beds to make, meals that need to be cooked. But something else that going outside did for us, we we got away and we found that we when we weren't focusing on all the work of living in a house, that we were able to enjoy each other's um, we were able to enjoy each other much more. <clears throat> because something that even outside of camping we found on vacation, vacations were perfect. We didn't argue. <laughs> we got along amazingly. But the, our purpose for going on vacation was to have fun. We're not thinking about, you know, oh, what are we going to eat tonight? Who's going to cook? And camping, we the focus was enjoying ourselves and having fun. And then we were able to figure out who did what best because it was a new setting. You know, cooking on a camp stove, no matter how good the camp stove is, is different from cooking on your stove at home. Yes, camping is work. As much as I enjoy it, it really is work. Camping provided a magic recipe of real-life gritty hard work and vacation-like dreamy escape. This balance allowed Sonia and Dakota to tackle their troubles. Plus, getting away from home and into the outdoors gave them perspective. I made the decision to um, choose to be happy because I recognized that I was having this negative effect on other people. At that moment, that was the kind of thing that was being injected into the marriage was, how can we change this experience that we've had as a couple and make it positive and make it more fun? And what happens if we don't have any business? What happens if, you know, you want to do something that makes you happy? Um, who am I to interrupt it? Who am I to stop it? And how can I help it, if anything? Because if you're happier, you're going to bring that happiness into the marriage and make me happy. The Staples loved camping so much, they decided to take their hobby to the next level. So it was July of that year. We were camping um, for Nicole's birthday, which was Again, very different because normally we would take a vacation, <laughs> but because camping was going so well, um, we decided to go camping for Nicole's birthday that year. And we were just sitting around the campsite talking and reflecting on conversations that we had with our friends and family. Again, camping, being outdoors is not something that is a big deal in the black community and all of our friends and family was like, so what do you do when you go camping? Why are you going camping? I don't, I don't even get it. Like I don't get it at all. It makes no sense. So during this trip, it was like, you know what? we we spend this time telling all these different people what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it. Let's just start making videos. Sonia and Nakota created an online presence called Staples Intense. That's Staples, like their last name, Intense, like their camping intense, and also a play on words. Staples Intense! Because things get real out there. However you choose to frame it, Staples Intense is a blog, YouTube channel, and social media presence. Their goal is to not sugarcoat their adventures around the Southeast and beyond. Social media world can be so perfect at times. If you look at a YouTube video, like an instructional video, they show you everything really nice and then they'll skip a step. 
And you're trying to follow those steps along. And he's like, but how did you get there? Like, I missed something. I missed a whole lot. But (laughs) that's something that Nakota and I, we're not afraid to show. We're not afraid to show, you know, when things are bad, you know, when we get stuck in the mud and on our first trip out in our, in our truck and have to <laughs> get somebody to pull us out of the mud. Cause we don't have a winch. We show those, we show all those experiences um, just to kind of help people to understand. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to be perfect, but it really is about getting out there, you know, put yourself out there and figure it out and enjoy yourself. And of course, Staples Intense is a chance to indulge in another passion, shopping. Nakota is a shopaholic. There's certain, like I said, there's certain things that I don't want to compromise on. Like I want a good night's sleep. So when we were using um, an Alps mountaineering kind of sleeping bed air mattress hybrid type thing, and it started to get a little leaky and it was uncomfortable, I was like, okay, we have to have something else. So I'm typically driven by a need of comfort where Nakoda's like, ooh, this is nice. And, you know, when I hit uh, a moment where I'm like, I can go and buy something um, as a treat for myself, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> and camping gear uh, is is uh, is one of the things I love. And you get to do so much homework. You get to read about stuff. I'm a bit of a geek. Um, and, you know, when, it, when I'm buying something, I'll hone in on it and learn as much about it as possible. Nakota's love for shopping extends all the way up to cars. It only took that first camping trip where Nakota's Beamer got all dirty for Nakota to decide that they needed a burlier vehicle to bring them to wild places. The trucks are all Nakota's fault. I'm going to blame it on him. I blame most purchases on Nakota because he is definitely a spender in the relationship. I think I said it before, we're both physics majors. I worked as an engineer. I'm not employed with corporate now, but we were both engineers by trade and by profession. So Nakota is a huge researcher. Everything that he does, he researches. So it's like, okay, get an SUV. And you can't just get an SUV. You have to get an SUV that's going to take you somewhere. So he researched all these vehicles, forerunners, land cruisers, um, land rovers, range rovers, any Jeeps, anything that can take you off-road, um, he researched. And every all the videos um, led back to the Land Cruiser for a few reasons. The Staples bought Frank the Tank and promptly went off-roading on Trey Mountain in the Chattahoochee National Forest. They got stuck in a giant mud puddle and had to get towed out by another vehicle coming by. They were hooked. Being that we had this truck... You can't get a truck like that and not take it off road. So it really was a slippery slope. Once we got the truck, (laughs) Nakota's like, oh, well, now we can go here and we can go there. The staples are not afraid to take risks. And sometimes that means they find themselves in a little bit of trouble. Shout out to Gaia. Uh, You guys have gotten us out of quite a few uh, quandaries that we've been (laughs) in. There are things about overlanding makes it such an exceptional experience for us that it's irreplaceable. And every single time, there's stuff that is forgotten. Um, There are things that don't work the way that you thought they would, or they stop working and break, whatever. 
and you end up with a different set of conditions. And all of this provides for opportunities to grow. It didn't take long for the Staples to go all in on overlanding. While Sonia and Dakota emphasize all the mistakes they make and all the mishaps that happen along the way, honestly, they're pretty badass. They've taken Frank the Tank all over the U.S. and even shipped him overseas for an overlanding trip in Colombia. As the Staples drove deeper into the overlanding world, they noticed how this pastime has been traditionally, culturally, and racially limited. So they saw an opportunity to share their trials and triumphs, and also to normalize black people off-roading and overlanding. So, being the intrepid people they are, they started a second Instagram account called Black People Off-Road. What we found was that um, through what people are seeing uh, of us on Staples and Tents, as well as on our IG account, um, that a lot of Black men and women are interested in what off-road is and what overlanding is. And so we get a lot of DMs about uh, building out trucks and about what this experience is. And we felt like it was important to create this kind of safe space, you know, being in rural areas uh, has been a scary place for a lot of us um, for generations. And introducing Black people back into these spaces uh, in a safe way uh, to give them the gift of what nature can't fly its camping offers is an endeavor that we want um, to be a part of. Despite their endearing online presence as Staples and Tents, Getting outside is ultimately still about disconnecting from their indoor online world and connecting with what's right in front of them. Camping, off-roading, overlanding, it was really the almost antithesis of the lifestyle that we were leading. And, you know, just through that moment in um, trying something different, like there's nothing wrong with, you know, art and going into to galleries and things like that. We love those things. We still love those things if it wasn't for COVID. We would still be doing those things, but going camping and going off-roading, it allowed us to explore something different and be able to see each other within our relationship in a completely different way. The lessons Sonia and Nakota learned through camping, or as they would say, glamping, and off-roading, infiltrated their life back at home. Because something that we've learned is that I have a perspective. My perspective is real and it is true. Nakota has a perspective. It is real and it is true to him. I mean, we, we may disagree completely with each other's perspectives, but it's real. You know, my feelings are real and his feelings are real. And through that communication, you're able to understand um, what the other person is feeling in that moment and you understand what triggers the other person. So one, communicate. Two, go to counseling because having that, um, that mediator there to not get caught up in all the emotion of the relationship is critical. And then it may not necessarily be camping for another couple, but try something different. You know, if you've tried kayaking and hiking and bowling or, you know, ice skating, I don't know. If you've tried these things as hobbies together and it's not working, Try something different. If 
when you first got together, you fell in love because both of you like to go to museums and you liked art. That's great. Those are, that's still something that you love together. But in trying something different, it gives you the opportunity to open yourself up, learn new things, um, learn things together. 2020 started off as a rough year for the Staples, even before COVID-19 made its way to the U.S. But working through hardships close to home and beyond showed them just how far they've come. But yeah, we're just like really discovering all these things about ourselves. Nakota needed to be outside. He needed to get out and have that release. And, you know, in my mind, I was holding it together. I was, I was fine. You know, I wasn't the most productive at work. Um, I was, it was a lot of things that were struggling in my life, but, um, going outside gave me the clarity that I needed to understand that I hadn't healed from my sister's death in January. And I started the year losing my sister to cancer and June, I lost my nephew. Right. Horrific accident. We lost his nephew. Um, it was, it was a really tragic so we were, you know, we were processing a lot and we decided, you know, to hell with it. Let's go, um, let's go west. Just as the Staples turned to nature to heal their marriage, they turned to nature to heal their broken hearts. After quarantining at home, the Staples packed up their Land Rover and headed to Colorado. You know, we were able to see each other, but I think we were also able to see ourselves because during this trip, that's when I decided I was going to resign from my job you know, and really focus on me, you know, and this healing that hadn't taken place. So there's so many positive aspects that come from being outside. We work together um, and we have, we both have strengths. Nicole's strength is driving. Nicole's strength is being fearless. Anyone who's driven along Black Bear Pass, you know that as a driver, you have to have balls of steel to drive it. Because at any given point, you feel like you could die. Yes, that's the road. And uh, there, there, there are um, recently, um, as a, about a month or so ago, there was a horrific uh, car accident where one of a Jeep tumbled off the side of it. And I, I was happy to hear that she ended up being okay. I posted a video the other day of trying to show the cameras and what the cameras looked like and how close we were to the edge in the car. Because as a passenger, I'm trying not to look, but either I'm looking outside the window or I'm looking at this camera that shows me about to tumble. And in the video, I'm saying, Nakota, I trust you. Nakota, you got this. Nakota, you can do this. And it was like, I feel like we, we were in like this meditative state where <laughs> I needed to sit there and let Nakota be the amazing driver that he is. It was a high focus moment. Yeah. But I think two years ago, if we had attempted to do Black Bear Pass, we probably would have killed each other on it. But, but we've experienced growth. Thanks so much for sharing your story with us, Sonia and Nakoda. Wish you all the best, and uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. If you want to follow along with Sonia and Nakoda's adventures, make sure you do three things. Visit their website, visit their YouTube channel, 
and visit their one Instagram channel. All three of them are named Staples in Tents. Pretty easy. Staples in Tents for both their website, their YouTube channel, and their one Instagram page. Also, while you're at it, there's another Instagram channel they have that you're really going to want to check out. It's called Black People Off-Road, and they post a lot of great stuff on there too. So make sure to check out that one as well. And as always, we'll make sure to leave links to those places in our show notes on the Gaia GPS blog. So head on over there and start giving them a follow. So coming up next week on our next episode of the Out and Back podcast, Abby's going to be back and she and I together are going to be sitting down with Matt Siegel. And uh, we're going to be talking with him about a sport we really haven't been focusing on that much in the podcast, but probably a good time to get into it, rock climbing. So with Matt, we're going to be talking about rock climbing. And we're also going to talk about his entrepreneurial spirit and his company that he runs, Alpine Start. Let's just say that if you have any interest in coffee whatsoever, you're going to want to tune into this episode to hear what he has to say. And if you don't like coffee, you're still going to want to tune in to hear what we have to say. It's going to be a great show. You won't want to miss it. In the meantime, uh, please do us a few things. Uh, first, if you like today's show, make sure to go over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice rating and review on the Out and Back podcast. Really helps the show get noticed and uh, gives us a nice good self-esteem boost. Uh, second, make sure to swing over to our Instagram page, at Out and Back Podcast. Some great stuff that we keep posting on there, and uh, that way you can keep getting updates on the show. And then uh, finally, make sure to swing over to www.gaiagps.com slash podcast to get that really sweet 50% discount on the Gaia GPS premium membership for either yourself or a last minute gift for your sweetheart. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. This is Shanti along with Abby. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.